unfortunately, because of the work that I do, I know the reality of what couples are dealing with, and yet I'll see them on social media posting all sorts of positive statements um, that I know are not true. So I have a hard time with this. Now, I'm going to dig in just a smidge more. Okay. When they post the positive statements, are they posting positive statements about their spouse with their spouse in the picture? Or are these just like positive statements like, you know, wake up and rise and no, grind no. and all that no, kind of no, stuff? No, no, no. No, it's positive statements about their their spouse. Okay. Um, you know, I know one couple that's going through a divorce and um, her daughter recently graduated and there were pictures posted of the family. And, you know, and when I discussed that with her, she said, well, I didn't want my daughter to feel bad. Mm. Um, but but there, I don't feel they're a true representation necessarily of what is happening. This week, a recent survey looked at the Instagram accounts of couples to see if they could find a connection between their content and happy relationships. Dr. Karen Sherman discusses the results. Stay tuned. Can you feel it? The power coursing through your veins. Underneath the lights. Hi, I'm going to keep this short. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. You should know that we have a website, hitchmag.com, with thousands of articles, our complete podcast archive with over 500 episodes, a free weekly newsletter, and more. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating or review to help encourage others to join. And without further ado, enjoy. We're on top of the world tonight. We're on top of the world tonight. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again by the original Dr. Karen Sherman. Hi, Karen. Hi, Steve. Good to be with you. It's always great to have you on. Uh, Karen is a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. She is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. Karen is also the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get more information at her website, drkarensherman.com. Today, Karen, we are going to talk about a new survey uh, that shows a person's Instagram page might actually reveal some insights into their relationship. So, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the skepticism with the uh huh. Um, so, a new study uh, uh, out of Arizona surveyed 178 heterosexual couples. Uh, to find out what their perceptions of the relationship were. And they analyzed and coded 3,270 of the participants' recent Instagram posts. What they found was that the couples who are more satisfied in the relationship showed each other more on their Instagram page. Okay. What are your first thoughts on this? You are not going to be happy with me. I'm having a lot of difficulty putting merit in this study. Um, You know, first of all, you know, and we'll talk about this a little bit later about my opinion about the things that people post, but it's a survey. And surveys, again, are not really um, accurate research data. Um, it's the people who are willing to respond to the questions. So if they 
um, found a bunch of people who were able to respond and let them know, obviously, what the study was about. It's quite possible that they found 178 heterosexual couples who were feeling pretty good about their relationship. And so they found those pictures that backed that up. Mm, okay. Um, I mean, of so the research from my understanding is it wasn't like all 178 were posting pictures of their spouses or their relationship. Okay. okay. Um, I guess my question for you is like, do you, do you think that there's, there's nothing to the potential subliminal happiness thing that might be going on where you're feeling good about your relationship. So you feel good about posting things. Whereas if you're pissed about your spouse that you're like, you're not going to, you're not going to share a picture of them. You don't care how good they look like you're not. No, I'm not going to give them that satisfaction. It's possible. It's possible. Um, you know, because there's also something called a halo effect where when you see something in a certain way, other things that are in the same mood, shall we say, or express the same kind of sentiment, you'll see more of that. That's why it's called Halo. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, unfortunately, because of the work that I do, I know the reality of what couples are dealing with. And yet, I'll see them on social media posting all sorts of positive statements um, that I know are not true. So I have a hard time with this. Now, I'm going to dig in just a smidge more. Okay. When they post the positive statements, are they posting positive statements about their spouse with their spouse in the picture? Or are these just like positive statements like, you know, wake up and rise and no, grind no. and all that no, kind no, of No, no, no. No, it's positive statements about their their spouse. Okay. Um you know, I know one couple that's going through a divorce and um, her daughter recently graduated and there were pictures posted of the family. <laughs> and, you know, and when I discussed that with her, she said, well, I didn't want my daughter to feel bad. Mm. Um, but but there, I don't feel they're a true representation necessarily of what is happening. Might it be? I guess it might be. But that's why I said I just have trouble putting a lot of stock in a study like this. Right. And I and I am not disagreeing. I'm just playing a little bit of devil's advocate here. That's okay. And um, I you know I think one of the other things, and you, well, as you know, because you've seen the questions. But my second question is, do you think this is a generational thing? Because it's one thing for like a young couple to post all over Instagram about their mm-hmm. relationship and stuff. But I'm guessing, you know, my my dad doesn't even have an Instagram account, you know? Yes, uh, ne- neither do I. Neither do I. I have Facebook, but not Instagram. And I think it may be more of a generational thing. Um, but even on Facebook, you see lots and lots of postings about, um, you know, your relationship. Mm-hmm. The, the One of the other things that I was thinking is I would like to see a more granular attack of this kind of data set where, mm-hmm. okay, so those who post more about the relationship, but like what percentage of their posts in general are about mm. the relationship? So mm-hmm. like if you don't ever post ever, um, mm-hmm. and you know, does that mean that they're looking at you negatively or if you post 
you know, kind of like the, the, the magic ratios that we talk about in marriage with the positive and negative. Like if you have like the one good relationship thing and five food pictures, does that weigh differently than like two merit relationship right, pictures right. and whatever? Yeah, I think it's an interesting point, you know, um, not that they feel positive and they're posting pictures of their mate, but what percentage of what they're posting is about their mate. I think it's a very good point. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I am very selective of what I've post and where I post it as well, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. like we just traveled and I posted pictures of buildings (laughs) for the Mm -hmm. most part. Like I didn't post pictures of Jess and I, uh, right. And we know from all these years of talking with each other that you and Jess have a very wonderful relationship. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, Look at this and you're posting buildings. I know. Right. (laughs) Uh, So, so like, I guess what I'm, I I mean, what I'm trying to say is like, I, I don't think, not posting about your relationship is necessarily like a bad sign, but I guess what mm-hmm. I'm trying to get at is while that not, not, not might not necessarily be a bad sign, if you're posting mm-hmm. more about your spouse with your spouse, might that actually be something that like, yeah, only the like happy couples do it in that kind of a volume. You know what I mean? I or satisfied. So. I don't think so. Yeah. I, okay. Again, that's why I said I just I just don't buy into this. Um, I think there's lots of reasons that people have to post um, pictures. Uh, some of it may be to not feel so insecure, you know, to say, see, is my relationship really great? Um, I think that, you know, I, I just think it has purposes other than not, not, and not, excuse me, and not necessarily because it is a true reflection of what's going on in their relationship. Right. Um, I picked up on a word that you use that I think is super interesting. You said they have to post things, Mm. uh, which I thought was like super interesting. Yes. Um, (laughs) I didn't mean to, but I guess I did mean to, you know, Uh, I, I don't, yeah, I do, and maybe again because I'm older, I don't get uh, why a lot of people even post the things that they do. I think we've discussed this before. I mean, totally. do I really care what somebody's eating? You know, I, you know, or that, um, you know, they just went into a certain shoe store or something. It's like I just don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> but again, maybe I'm old-fashioned. <laughs> it's you know, it is interesting. Uh, just in general, this is like a broader point, but. Uh, social media is now a career, like literally mm-hmm. posting yes. on social media is a career just doing yes, that. It and, is. Um, so the NCAA college sports, uh, mm-hmm. or, or association, they recently changed the rules, allowing, um, athletes competing mm-hmm. in college to, uh, profit off their image and likeness name, image yes. and likeness. Um, and the, Athletes are now able to basically run ads on their social media. And for all those people who post food pics and all that other stuff, like it might seem trite or dumb or ridiculous or whatever, but if they've been doing that for years and all of a sudden they now have acquired a million followers, if you're ramen noodles, like you might really Mm want to think about giving them some money to post something about ramen noodles to their other college, you know, Friends. Yeah. So, yeah. anyways, uh, I I find social media super interesting. 
and trying to find meaning behind the posts, I also find interesting. And uh, which will segue into my next question, which is, Mm -hmm. so in this survey, not only did they find that satisfied couples post more about their partner, but they were also more likely to engage with their partner (laughs) in the comment section and Mm -hmm. with likes, as -hmm. if that's a form of validation. Do -hmm. you think there's something we can read into the communi- the public communication that we see between couples on social media. <laughs> I warned you I was going to be very cynical. Yeah. Um, to me, that makes me worry about their communication. Uh, and again, what is the purpose of doing that? What What is the point? What's motivating it? Um, I'm reminded, and this is a true story, of a therapist who was working with a teenage girl. And she kept talking to her, and the girl's not responding. And all of a sudden, the uh, the therapist's phone shows a text from the girl. She's sitting across from her in the room, and it says, you don't get me. And from that point on, they conducted the rest of the session through texting with each other. Mm. And, you know, you see couples out at night, and they're not talking to each other. They're both on their phones. And so do I read something into the communication? Yeah, I worry about it. I mean, again, why do we have to let the whole world know that, yes, I agree with my husband on this, or, you know, yes, I think my wife is right about this. I um, I really just think mm-hmm. that uh, it would be much more valuable Uh, if they were actually practicing good communication with each other privately. So I, I'm, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying. I, I do wonder if like we, we assume, uh, that text messaging is an inferior form of communication. And I understand Mm -hmm. things get lost through text Mm -hmm. message. I mean, all you have to do is go on Twitter for five minutes and you'll see that Mm -hmm. (laughs) writing things is uh, miscommunication. I also think there's like a primal way that humans communicate with like images and symbols. And I think I've probably Mm -hmm. talked about this before with like emojis and different things Mm -hmm. like that, where I think like Mm -hmm. this goes back to like the basis form of communication that we know and understand. You know, they used to, you know, scribble... Hieroglyphics. Anim- yeah, hieroglyphics yeah. and animals and different things on, mm-hmm. on cave walls. And here we are. That's what an emoji is. It's like mm-hmm. trying to express some sort of feeling or emotion associated with it. And because we don't have like a sarcasm font, for example, like I always mm-hmm. – like I'm a, I'm a frequent emoji dropper in my messaging. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, and, and so I, I think about like – what you're ta- describing as like, um, if I'm framing it properly, inferior communication. And, and again, I'm not disagreeing with that because I recognize body language and eye contact and mm-hmm. like active listening and all that other stuff. I also know that like 20 years ago, uh, I would go to work, come home. And when I left in the morning, I said goodbye. And when I got home at night, I said hello. And we didn't talk all day. And mm-hmm. now I think probably most couples, they will tell you that they are in communication throughout mm-hmm. the day, all day, mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. know if that's better or worse. Um, I think it's different, obviously. Uh, so I just kind of wonder if, 
you know, well, like when you say you go out and you see couples sitting down maybe for dinner or something and they're both on their phones, mm-hmm. uh, like I know Jess and I are guilty of that as well. And going back to what we talked about earlier, like I don't think we have a poor relationship. I think we have a mm-hmm. very good relationship. Mm-hmm. I also know like a lot of times when we're sitting down and she's on the phone and I'm on the phone, like she's on the phone because she's still doing work because the mm-hmm. work day for her kind of never ends. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's just the nature of what she does. And for me, like I will sometimes just do it for business stuff, sometimes do it for personal stuff. Um, but when we do talk, when we do communicate, um, it is very deliberate. So we will go on walks around our neighborhood, for example, Mm -hmm. without the disruption or the distractions and have conversations. So Mm -hmm. I don't know what making you feel guilty, huh? I, well, I don't know. The, my point is just that if we're if we're reading into the survey, thinking like we can't really take much out of uh, mm-hmm. what they're posting on Instagram, I also kind of feel like we can't really take much out of like people texting as if that's their only form of communication communicating mm-hmm. with each other. So I mm-hmm. guess that's the point I'm trying to make. Mm-hmm. So let me go back to the emojis for a moment. Um, first of all, when the caveman started to use hieroglyphics, it's because language was not developed. So, you know, we we came up with all these good ways to communicate to one another, and now it seems like we've, you know, gotten a little lazy or sloppy or whatever. And this is a true story that just literally happened to me. Okay. We were getting together with friends that we have not seen BC before COVID. <laughs> and um, so we were texting back and forth about what time we were going to meet and everything. And what I noticed was that the friend who was co- communicating with me did not use any emoji. <laughs> uh-huh. And then I thought, well, okay, you know, maybe she's tied up or what so then I responded in kind without an emoji I just responded to the question then there were a couple more texts and none of them had emojis and my expectation when we walked in to the restaurant today was that she was upset about something and she was going to have a discussion mm-hmm. with me it, it almost be has become like if you don't use an emoji right. like something's wrong right. I mean that's what I did and so now you have to use emojis all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I, I agree there's a place for texting. We have spoken about this in previous podcasts that at least you're touching base with your mate and you're letting them know I'm thinking about you. You matter just by sending the text. So I am not saying all of this should go out the window. I'm just saying that I think it has gotten to an extreme where we make certain assumptions that might not necessarily be accurate. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's really all my point. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I, I, cause I do, I, I agree with you. Uh, when I communicate with people and if they aren't, if their language is neutral, it's mm-hmm. very easy to consider the worst as opposed to the best mm-hmm. and almost throwing out the neutrality of the statement in general. Right. It's like, it's either got to right. be good or bad. So right. uh, yeah, I totally agree with you. And by the way, I will just throw in that. I also use gifts a lot <laughs> since that's <laughs> baked in because you can really, you can really, uh, emphasize whatever your point is there too. Um, okay. Yeah. 
one of the things that the researchers noted is how we always talk about the the fake social media and like we've talked mm-hmm. about it a lot mm-hmm. about how people don't post their fights mm-hmm. on the right. social social media. Um, but when you start digging into the data and you realize that there is some realness to it, you know, like for based on what these researchers found that the couples posted pictures of their relationship, they were actually satisfied in the relationship. It sounds to me like we've already answered this question. Like you're just not really buying it. No, like just, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not buying it because of what we've discussed about social media, and I'm not buying it because it's a survey. Because there is, and this goes across the board, anytime there's a survey, there's going to be something um, particular to the group who's willing to answer a survey. Right. So, again, the people who responded to this survey may have felt like, oh, I'm happy to talk about my relationship. I have a good relationship, you know, so I'm happy to talk about it. Whereas they're not getting a true sampling of all the couples. Right. Or maybe even um, the the selection process is the self-selecting people are those mm-hmm. who use Instagram a lot. So yes. if somebody's not yes. using Instagram a lot, like why would you want to follow my stuff? Like I post like once a year and it's usually about, you know, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving dinner or something. Mm-hmm. So, um, okay. So my final question for you is if you're a, 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 in a relationship and you are not posting pictures or commenting or liking on your spouse's things on social media, should you worry about it, take any consideration to it at all? I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, and if you really have some concern, here's an idea. Communicate with your spouse and say, you know, it seems as if I post a lot of pictures of us and yet you don't. And I'm wondering, you know, how come you don't? And the person might say, I want to respect our privacy, and I don't want to have pictures up there of us. Um, I know, again, this is not exactly the same, but I know that there are a lot of my friends on Facebook who post all kinds of pictures of their children and their grandchildren. I never post Mm -hmm. one picture of my personal life. I don't want people, and I'm a pretty open person. You know, if I work with people as a therapist, they will tell you that I'm open. So it's not like I have a bug up my behind where I don't (laughs) want to show anything. Uh But um, I just feel that it leaves the person vulnerable to all sorts of things that could happen that are not nice, Mm. especially when you're talking children. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would not be concerned, but if you have a concern, ask. Mm -hmm. So, so I was just thinking like, for example, uh, you mentioned the, the couple where one says like, Hey, I post things online and Mm -hmm. and you, and I noticed you don't, Mm -hmm. if that person then follows up and says, you know, I, you know, it'd make me feel really good if you, you know, posted something or liked my thing, should you indulge that? Or should you stand your ground and be like, that's not my thing. I understand it. Let me show you my love in some other way. Well, I, it depends. I mean, if like, I am very adamant about not posting pictures of my children and grandchildren. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you said to me, 
hey, Karen, we're friends and, you know, I'm seeing, I'm showing you pictures of my grandchildren. Why won't you? I have such strong feelings about it. I would say, please do not take it personally. I really feel strongly about it. Mm -hmm. But if the other person, you know, is like, okay, you know, fine. And if that's a need that you have, then I'll be honoring it or, you know, at least giving into a little bit. And I would say across the board, when I work with couples who have different needs, the way it gets resolved is if, let's say, the woman has a certain need and she feels really, really strongly about it and the husband doesn't feel strongly about that issue, you give in to her. And then the same reverse, that he may feel something that he's really passionate about, and for her it's not significant. You give in to him. Mm -hmm. And if both of you have very strong opinions, then you have to come up with a compromise. Mm -hmm. So I would say that applies to posting pictures on social media as well. Yeah. Uh, You know, the thing, what you're just describing, and I want to just kind of highlight it is, you you have a an opinion that is like a thought out opinion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you have like you've almost created like a set of rules and guidelines for yourself on how you want to engage in the online world. And mm-hmm. and so it's not like you are putting like like shutting anybody down. Like this is this is the way that you live your life and it applies universally, right? Like if anybody asked you, they would get the same yes. answer. And yes. I think that that helps when you're having these conversations um, that you that you know what you stand for and why you stand for it. Like it again, going back to like you've thought this through. It's not just mm-hmm. a jerk. Willy nilly. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, before we wrap this up, did you have anything else that you wanted to add about today's topic? No, not really. Just the only other thing I was going to say in regard to this and then the spinoff on responding to the needs of your mate is that sometimes it can be very educational to find out why they have this apparent need. It's it's may be purely emotional or it may be something that's very well thought out. But the point is that you get to learn more about your mate if you didn't just, you know, get all upset and say, well, you know, why are you being like this? Blah, blah. You know, ask like I can see that this is something that's really important to you and I'm not going to debate it. But I, I'm curious as to, you know, what your thinking or your feeling is on this. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then it helps you to, you know, to get to know your mate better. Right. And this gets back to the understanding part that we were yes. just talking about. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's great. Um, okay. Well, we will wrap this one up. So thank you so much for your time, Karen. It is always a pleasure. Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. And before you go, I want to remind you that you have been listening to Dr. Karen Sherman, a practicing psychologist in relationship and lifestyle issues for over 30 years. Karen is the author of Mindfulness and the Art of Choice, Transform Your Life. She is the co-author of Marriage Magic, Find It, Keep It, and Make It Last. You can get this information at her website, drkarensherman.com. And of course, you can find all this information on our website, hitchedmag.com where we have thousands of articles, hundreds of podcasts, and a free newsletter that goes out each Monday uh, to keep you up to date on all the latest marriage information. So hopefully you check that out. It takes about 30 seconds to sign up. And with that, we will wrap it up. Until next time, take care, everybody. We're on top of the world tonight. We're on top of the world tonight.